0: You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we take on a topic that you may not hear about in a sermon, but impacts the way we live our everyday life and follow Jesus. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, what does it mean to be an evangelical? And that's a term that has become sort of a buzzword in the political sphere, and it's a question that's really worth thinking about. And it's a good conversation. Welcome into to Church Unplugged. Hey, welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me today Zach Wyrock, who leads our church planning initiative, Orchard NEO, Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, and Mike Holwerda, who's another member of our leadership team today. We've got an interesting question today. It's a term that you hear a lot, especially sometimes in the political realm or the religious realm, but what does it mean to be an evangelical? So Zach, I think you said you had a definition for what it means. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, Again, I think, and I'm sure we'll get into this in the podcast, there's a distinction between what the word means historically and what it means today or what it means in the mind of the person you're talking to or the person who asks you if you're an evangelical. But historically, the term evangelical, uh, it comes from a Greek word, which is actually the word from which we get good news uh, or gospel. And it's just the idea of a commitment to uh, the the orthodox Christian understanding of salvation, through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So historically, evangelical meant someone who believed the Bible was true and and specifically believed the doctrine or the idea that you were saved by faith in Jesus Christ, his life in your place, his death in your place, and his resurrection. So evangelical would have been in contrast to uh, a Roman Catholic who would have added the sacraments uh, to salvation or to a liberal kind of mainline uh, Protestant denomination that would have denied the truthfulness of Scripture or the exclusivity of Christ so to be evangelical meant I believe the Bible is true and that uh, everything the Bible says about how one is saved only through Jesus Christ is is also true.
2: So, when did the term uh, become popular? Do you I, think? I, I think th- I think it was back. What, what do you think? The Billy Graham. Yeah, I think that's when it rose 70s. to
1: prominence. Yeah, I think it's been around in some form for a while, but. I read a quote in preparation for this. I read a quote where in the 50s, there was a famous commentator who said, an evangelical is anybody who likes Billy Graham. <laughs> which, which again, Billy Graham was well, out there kind of beating the pulpit for this idea that you're only saved through faith in, in Jesus Christ. Well, was
2: uh, evangelicalism, was that a term that we started to use to try to differentiate ourselves from being a fundamentalist? Right? Because a fundamentalist kind of had the same... Kind of idea back in the nineteen in the early nineteen hundreds then it became something that uh, whenever somebody thought of a fundamentalist, they thought of somebody who was very legalistic, uh I would think that the Puritans probably viewed themselves as fundamentalists,
1: yeah, right, well, I think there's a growing distinction where at first like in Protestantism overall, where first we sought to distinguish ourselves from the Roman Catholic Church, these are things that we believe that uh, Catholics do not and then uh it became how we distinguished within protestantism the the divide so yes it could be over and against fundamentalism or liberalism or any variety of of uh what evangelicals would consider n- not to be orthodox protestantism would would be considered something other than Evangelical. Again, I think there's a conversation to be had about what, the, what it means today. But historically, if you said, I'm an evangelical, you are voicing in one word your commitment to the truthfulness of Scripture and the ex- exclusivity of the idea that only Jesus, uh, only faith in Jesus will save you uh, in the end. So what?
0: if you ask the average person on the street today, what does it mean to be an evangelical what kind of responses do you think we would get?
2: Well, it depends on who you ask, of course, but I think some people would go, oh, that means you're a Trump supporter.
3: Yeah. Okay. Now, it's yeah.
2: it's become a very big political uh, block, right?
3: I would think right? even racially as well. I think evangelical means you are white, you are Christian, and you voted and will plan to vote for Trump again. Those three things together now equal, I think, evangelical today.
2: So then the, the question that Zach posed earlier is uh, it's not as important as what it meant historically, but now what does it mean today? Because uh, words change meaning over time, right? So uh, as the word changes meaning, do we identify ourselves anymore with a word that has changed from its historic meaning to a meaning that we don't that really doesn't describe right. what we so are. like
1: the question is now, should we consider ourselves evangelical? And the distinction there would be, well, if you mean historically, yes, CCC is an evangelical church. It it holds to those two commitments of the truthfulness of Scripture and uh, that Jesus alone is the way to salvation. Uh, but if you mean, should we use that term today in its loaded context, potentially, I think as Mike rightfully points out, with people of color or people from an independent or even left-leaning political stance. And I would just say, like, the danger in any label, theological labels notwithstanding, I mean, any any label, uh, is that you are putting yourself at the mercy of the person you're talking to. You are giving them the opportunity... To, to define, define you. you. That's right, right. right. So when we moved to Cleveland uh, eight years ago to start City Church, and we, people would ask, why did you move here? And we would say, we moved here to start a church. And they would say, what kind of church? And we would say, a Jesus church. We want to start a church where we talk about Jesus, where we believe in Jesus, where we're following Jesus. And historically, what we were saying, we're evangelical, but we were not using that word on purpose because we wouldn't know what they heard when we said that. Right, And so we avoided that language initially starting out and just said, uh, you know, we're a Jesus church trying to not put ourselves at the mercy of those who would right. be defining us.
2: And I don't think there's any uh, chance of reclaiming that word. Once a word is gone, it's gone. Yeah. like, uh,
1: or, or even what the purpose would be. Like, why would we feel a need or a right. burden to reclaim it?
2: Well, part of it is to define ourselves. You know, yeah. like okay. uh, we started out yeah. in the beginning saying... Yeah. We're Protestants as opposed to Catholics. Yeah. Uh, this is what, but the question then becomes uh, what is the best way to describe ourselves? Like, I, I usually don't tell somebody that I'm a Christian. I'll say that I'm a follower of Jesus, yeah. which, uh, because of that thing, when they say, when they hear Christian, they have an idea and they'll define it in the way that they, and I can't ask them, when I say Christian, what do you think I am? You yeah. know, um, but Jesus follower might give them something to ask where they're trying to let me define it.
1: Yeah. I think you can ask people... I think if someone said to me, Zach, are you an evangelical? I would say, you tell me what you mean when you say evangelical, and I'll tell you if I'm that, right? So, you know, we have to use words and describe... Even your phrase, Jesus follower, which is about as like... One to one as you can get, right. still leave something open to interpretation. Because if my idea of Jesus is that Jesus was this kind of accepting of everyone, except well, then now I'm putting you in that category. Right. Or if so, or uh, if
0: you associate Jesus with evangelical, Christianity, right, or fundamentalism, you still might or, yeah, say, okay,
1: right. Well, so I, I think sometimes it's helpful to just say, "What do you mean when you say evangelical?" And if they say, "Well, you believe the Bible's true," and, and I say, "Well, yeah, okay, I'm that, yeah, but I'm not." Like, not the label, I am the thing you're describing. I, I believe that. Yeah, Mike, what do you think?
3: Yeah, I think the term for individual Christians is losing its its value, and it becomes even divisive. I mean, I think of other words of labels within Christianity, uh, you get into the Calvinist first, Arminius debate, and internally that's a very divisive debate and even label. So someone says, I'm a Calvinist, and someone says, I'm an Arminian. Yeah. Um, the unity and the community between those two groups is automatically fractured. And I think evangelical is now a term that both has internal kind of um, divide between, especially people who are white, people of color, but also external divide, because people associate um, Christianity now with a political party, and that's a dangerous divide. Now,
2: on a a 100-point scale, let me ask you guys this. Do you feel like uh, evangelical is more negative or positive? Is it like 55% negative, 45% positive?
1: I think that probably depends on what neighborhood you're in. I think where I live right now in University Circle, it's 80-20 negative. So I think when they hear evangelical, they they have in mind uh, a, a conservative white Republican. And beyond that, because... I think there are conservative white Republicans who live in university circle, but even a conservative white Republican who kind of legitimizes their political views solely on the idea that they're God's views, that like this intermingling of faith with politics to where the only thinking I do is to say, this is what God says. God says, you know, whatever about the conservative position. I think that's how they perceive it. But my assumption would be that's not true of every neighborhood, but there are neighborhoods where it'd be thought of. I don't know. What do you think in Hudson? What do you think people would say about the term evangelical?
3: I would say it's—they um, might see it more positive, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: they'd be more positive than eighty
2: twenty. Yeah, I think. But do you think it'd be more than 50% positive?
0: I, I don't think it would be more than 50% positive. I think if you look around, you know, if you even just did a Google search for the word evangelical, the most common way people think about what it means to be evangelical is kind of the— Working definition, not the definition Zach gave at the beginning, but the more working definition of somebody who, you know, it's, goes to church.
2: It's a voter block.
0: Yeah, it's a voting block. Yeah. It's a political movement. They might even, you know, draw ties back to the moral majority and the religious right and all yeah. these things. And right. so they, they, I don't think it would be as positive as we would maybe.
2: No, I don't think so. I, I agree. That's why I asked the question. Now, Mike, you and I were talking before this started just about uh, who the first political figure to use that was yeah. go ahead and explain
3: yeah I was looking into this a bit and actually Jimmy Carter was the first president to uh, be public about his faith in Jesus and to identify as a born-again evangelical Christian and he you know was Democratic president now and what's
2: it's... interesting is none of you guys were around at that time <laughs> I was which is which dates me but I remember that and it was a big deal it was a big deal in uh, the circles that I ran in that it was oh he is he is one of us and that got him a lot of votes and whenever somebody says something or does something that gets a lot of votes it gets a lot of attention and people begin to go okay that's powerful I need to be a part of that I need to drink me some of that kind of so go well, ahead.
0: if it gets a politician elected you can bet it's going to be repeated
2: right. right yeah and I think that got Jimmy Carter elected
1: yeah but, and I, I think there's a subtext here that would be good to maybe draw out, which is that all of us are articulating a concern about a co-opting of Christianity by any political party or system that you might be listening to this thinking, well, so what? Well, so what if people have in mind conservative, Republican, uh, you know, uh, person of faith, what's wrong with that? Well, I think what we're saying is that, uh, and I've said this before in previous podcasts and just repeated again, that The gospel doesn't line up with either political party completely, and so if evangelical becomes synonymous with the the conservative way of seeing the world or the liberal way of seeing the world, it's not going to be because they're perfectly compatible. It's going to be because the gospel has been adapted uh, to accommodate the political system. And that obviously, obviously is fraught with difficulty. So when we say, when people hear evangelical, they hear conservative Republican, the danger of that is, is that that's not what the gospel is. The gospel challenges conservative ideology in just the way it, it, uh, or to the extent, maybe in different ways, but to the extent that it challenges liberal ideology. And that's why it's bad if evangelical means conservative white Republican, because the gospel is more than that. The kingdom is more than that. The church is more than that. Uh, And that's why it's bad.
3: Yeah, I feel like there's a tension of obviously our faith in Jesus informs our politics, right? And we want to think uh, politically in the sense of how Jesus would uh, shape how we vote, but doesn't become a pillar of our faith in the sense that, okay, we believe the Bible is true. We believe the cross is central. Yeah. We believe conversion is important. We believe, um, you know, faith actually changes the way you live. Those are incredibly central pillars to being an evangelical historically. as We talked about earlier. Yeah. But to add in a fifth element that now somehow this includes a political party is just—I think it's dangerous. And
1: yeah, I think especially careful. when, as you hit on a minute ago, Mike, that brothers and sisters from different ethnic groups, different races, who have the same theological convictions as us, would say that evangelical politics miss them at some points. Right. And I think they would say, "Boy, you know, you want to vote the way Jesus wants you to vote? Great." I think maybe you get that right here, but over here you're missing some things. And so what they would say is issues that that we think Jesus would speak to that matter to us are left out of this evangelical encapsulation. And so it would be incumbent upon us to listen to them and say, oh, well, if being evangelical means leaving those things out, then I don't want to be evangelical. And, and I think Joe said it well, like the label we don't shed is I'm following Jesus. But we have to understand that other labels may in one decade be rightfully fit us and others might not, and and be okay with those coming and going because we don't owe them the label anything. We owe allegiance to to Jesus.
2: Right. Just when you guys were talking just then, I started thinking, uh, you know, we have this discussion about evangelical being connected to a political party because we're here in America. Right. But there, I just got back from Uganda. Um, I don't know if there's a split in other countries where they say, yeah, if you're a real Christian, you vote this way. Yeah my guess is in China, they don't. In Korea, they don't. In Nigeria, they don't. And, in, in, you know, these places where uh, there's a different, the only label that's important is that they're following Jesus. And that is played out in their day-to-day lives and in uh, most likely being persecuted in one way or another, not for their political stance, but for their
1: stance for Jesus. So Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that missionally, in terms of understanding, I mean, at, again, at its core, historically, part of being an evangelical was a desire not just to be saved by Jesus, but to see others be saved by Jesus. I mean, it's not hard to see that evangelical and evangelism derive from the same original word in the Greek. Uh, I think, but in America, there's such a polarization of us versus them, right? Uh, whether that it's Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, you know, whatever, uh and that is so opposite of the gospel, meaning that that we, you know, the church is us for them, right? Or him in us for them. It's not us versus them. And and the reason why we should be wary, I think, of the term evangelical is because to the degree it has been politically co-opted, the minute you use it of yourself, what people are hearing is you oh, you belong to this group, and you see as your enemy this group. And that is just antithetical to what we're trying to accomplish in sharing the gospel of Jesus. What
2: you just said about us for them, that is that is a mm-hmm. great yeah. phrase that I had not thought of before. Yeah. I know that we are uh, in a culture that pits us versus them, but for Christians to be different and say, oh no, we're us and you're them, but we're us for them. <laughs> yeah. That's a great...
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that we want to be, again, if you, you, if you say to your neighbor, I'm an evangelical and your neighbor hears that you're a conservative Republican in that, and they're not like the culture has taught them to now see you as an enemy and and you know they may reach that conclusion independent of labels, but I think if someone wants to perceive me in a negative way, I want that to be for the right reasons and not for a cheap reason, like a label that I'm lazily attaching to myself
3: yeah I feel like moving forward now the question is how are we going to self-identify both individually and as a church? I mean, the heart of this is we want to be inclusive across all ethnicities uh, as believers and then welcoming to uh, those who don't know him yet and trying to find a way to talk about ourselves, describe ourselves that is both inclusive to them and welcoming to those who don't know him. I think that's the challenge that now... It's kind of sad that we're in this spot because I think evangelical, I mean, historically was such an affirming... Label and helpful, but now we're left, I think, wondering uh, how do we identify now? Well,
0: I think you can, and there are places that you can see some of the damage that has been done by the sort of marriage of conservative politics and faith in Jesus. And if you look around, you know there are various movements like the evangelical movement, which are people who are saying. I see the inherent contradiction between saying I'm a follower of Jesus and yet holding various positions that seem to be in violation of what Jesus would want. And so because of that, I'm going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, and I'm going to walk away from from faith altogether because it just seems to all be a sham. it's, It's
1: interesting. When you look at those who are shedding the label evangelical. It it seems to be – this is anecdotal from like my experience. It seems to be that you can fit them in one of two camps. I think, Mike, you're right. The brothers and sisters of color are saying that label never worked for me. It never really described me. Uh, And so they're shedding it. But I think among white people who are shedding it, it's really – it is – They are actually shedding historical evangelicalism. I think what they'll point to is cultural evangelicalism. They'll say, I don't believe in the marriage of the church with conservative politics. But then when you read their books, you read their articles, you you read their blogs, all of a sudden you see they are also shedding conviction to the authority of scripture, uh, conviction of the exclusivity of the gospel. And so it's like, uh, I think you're you're kind of rattling your saber over here in this political arena, but actually you you, you are uh, deviating from like the traditional, historical, non-political understanding. And we have to be wary of that. And so just to be clear, us talking about shedding the label is in no way – shedding it in that way like we want to hold on to the convictions and i think in that way to answer your question mike i use two answers one is i'll say just let me tell you what i believe Like, let's forego labels. Let me just tell you what I believe. I believe the Bible is true. Jesus is the only way to God, but he's the way to God for everybody who will right now look to him, right? That's what I believe. Uh, And if in your mind that makes me an evangelical, great. And if in your mind it doesn't, great. Uh, That's what I believe. So just like avoiding labels and being sharper and preciser about what I actually believe. I think the second thing is to say, I just told someone this the other day, that uh, Christianity is very old and I'm not trying to be unique. I am historically Orthodox Protestant Christian. Like, that's what I am. I believe what Protestants have always believed, which is that uh, the Bible is true and Jesus is the way to God. So if I need to put myself in a grouping, I'll put myself in that grouping with Luther and Calvin and Zwingli and everybody who came after them. Uh, But practically, if I'm at the coffee shop, I just say, let me tell you what I believe. This is what I believe. uh, And avoid the use of a label. And uh, I think one of the best evangelistic tools we have is to be something other, again, without shedding doctrine, which we don't want to do, to be something other than what they expect us to be, to defy category in a way that creates curiosity. And so I I just say, uh, I I don't use the word evangelical. Here's what I'd say. And then let them wrestle with that.
2: Now, I think uh, some of the people, at least, uh, who are listening to this, go to Christ Community Chapel, and they uh, are going to have different people ask them, what kind of church is CCC? How do we want them to answer?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, again, um, if you use a label, you need to know what the other person hears when you say that. Like, for example, CCC is, depending on how you use the term, a Baptist church in that we believe in baptizing people through immersion, (laughs) which makes us Baptistic. But we are not a Baptist church in the sense that we affiliate with a denomination. Uh, So, if somebody asks me, are you Baptist? I would have to say, what do you mean by that? Do you mean we baptize babies or we baptize confessing believers. Well, then yes, I am. Do you mean I'm affiliated with the denomination? No, I'm not. So I think the, the biggest thing is understand what they mean. But I think, again, I would use more like who we are. Well, we're a church that believes the Bible is true. We're a church that believes Jesus is the only way to God. That's what I would say. Yeah, I, I think would point that's to,
2: the way to, to, for people to do it, to say, not unlike what you would say about City Church, to say, we're Jesus Church, and this is what that means. Don't let them define it, but go ahead and say... We believe that Jesus is the is the way to God, and he's the way for me, and he's the way for you. And that we believe that the Bible's true. Yeah. So come. Yeah. Come with me. I mean, check, simply, check
3: we out. have our... I mean, we're a church that helps you know Jesus, grow in him, and serve him. I mean, like...
1: Oh, hit captures, him with the mission. There you go.
3: <laughs> it captures it. I mean, you don't have to... Right. I think yeah. one word or maybe a phrase. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so loaded, depending on context, that this is what we do. This is... Right. and.
1: Yeah. And I think one thing that really helps too with the polarization is to say we're a you know, we're a Bible believing church. And that means we're constantly you know, the reformers said always reforming. Like that means we're constantly changing in the sense that the Bible is challenging us all the time on who we are and who we need to be as a church and as individuals. Because I think the temptation to say, Oh, you're Bible believing, then you're this and to say, Well, like What that really means is we just bring every area of our life together and individually before God, and He speaks into it. And so we're ever-changing. He's not changing, but we're changing as we come to know Him more.
0: You've been listening to Church Unplugged, and one of the things we want to continue to do is make the connection between our faith in Jesus and our everyday life. So if you have a question or topic that you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to email us at churchunplugged.com at ccchapel.com. And if you want more information about Christ Community Chapel, our church, you can go to our website, which is www.ccchapel.com. Thanks for listening.